SAFM, leading the conversation. Let's welcome our guest, uh, Mama Ashantuangiti, uh, who is the director at the Institute of Africology. Thank you very much for joining us, uh, Ashantua. Habari Ghani, Habari Ghani, greetings in this uh, season. As you know, Pan-Africanists, we have our, excuse me, we have our new year, which is in September. Mm-hmm. So the, we ask, I'm sorry, we ask the question, what is the news? What is the news? And the news today is Imani, to have yes. faith. Yes, and, 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 and that is according to the seven principles of Kwanzaa, to have faith in us being Africans and uh, moving Africans forward. Uh, before we even go further with our conversation, um, one thing I want to know, Ashantua, is why Kwanzaa is widely celebrated more than it is in Africa across the diaspora. Well, Kwanzaa is a time of remembering your community and centralizing yourself on on family in a in a pan african way so i don't know where the number so yeah so the most important thing that we need to remember that we have gone to what we call the maafa the maafa is the is the genocide of african people who have been taken from the continent and who were 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 stolen from the continent and was scattered across the world. And so when the great Professor Maulana Karenga made his return to Tanzania and saw this celebration of the first fruits of the harvest, um, when he went back to America, he realized that African people also needed to celebrate the first fruits, um, not just from the harvest, but the first fruits of the mind and the spirit, and to come together during this what we call this silly season and, and focus on, again on the key principle of family in an African way and the key principle of community in a pan-African way. So this is why it, it, it seems to be celebrated, but it originates from Africa. And as you know, in KwaZulu-Natal, in this, in this period, it is celebrated as Unkosi, Wako Shwama. And it's something that was happening long before Kwanzaa started. So we are claiming back an ancient practice of the first fruits of harvest that used to be harvested and brought to Ebo Kosini. And the king or Nkosi would collect whatever was harvested as a blessing and would return it. The families that did not get enough harvest would have that food for that season while the new food is go- uh, the new seeds are going into the ground. So, so mm-hmm. yeah. So this is an ancient African practice. It's not it something new. Um, we've been doing it. It's just that uh, with the westernization, we no longer celebrate it as wildly as we used to. Matunda ya Kwanza, the first fruits, this is in uh, Kiswahili, uh, yeah. is, has, is now being celebrated widely in, in, uh, in uh, Africa, especially here in South Africa. And we've embraced it. Today being the day for faith, Imani. For those who have not grasped the seven principles, let's go through them. Uh, before we talk about how we yes. celebrate each and every day. Can you yes. tell us about the seven principles, please? Yes. So the first one is Umoja in Kiswahili. Umoja in English is unity. It's a strive for and maintain unity in the family, in our community, amongst our race. Kudichakula is the second day of Kwanzaa, which is self-determination. 
which is to define ourselves, name ourselves, create for ourselves, and speak for ourselves. Ujima is about collective work and responsibility to build and maintain our communities together and make our brothers and sisters problems, our problems, and to solve them together. On the fourth day of Kwanzaa, it's Ujama, which is cooperative economics, to build and maintain our own businesses, shops, and to profit from them together. My favorite one is Nia, which is a purpose to make our collective vacation the building and development of our community in order to restore our people to their traditional greatness. And the fifth one, which is Kumba, which means creativity, to do as much as you can in, the, in, in any way we can, using our hands, in order to leave our community more beautiful and beneficial than we inherited. And of course, the day that we are celebrating Imani, so I believe with all our hearts in our people, our parents, our teachers, our leaders, and most importantly, the righteousness and the victory of our struggle. And the beauty of, of Kwanzaa, um, the celebration of fresh fruits, is that it, it, it goes hand in hand with the, the seasonal change. So the summer solstice that started Absolutely. from the 21st of December here in Africa. So yes, the mm-hmm. first fruits, you know, uh, come in during that time that we've planted in September uh, when yes. we celebrate the first, um, you know, the, the, the new year for the African uh, tradition. And here we are now, we are saying it's the seventh day. We've been through so much. It's still a beautiful yes. time of celebrations for us as Africans. But on the seventh day, how do we then celebrate faith? Because it seems like a very heavy day from uh, the tag that we have, Imani. Uh, it, it talks about, it, it's heavy because it talks about who we are as Africans and having the will or the desire or the power yes. uh, to, to move forward the African agenda being proud of all the other seven principles and living according to who we are as Africans. So, so for me, you're right. The, the, the seventh day is the affirmation day. So we have gone through all these days, you know, looking at reflecting. So one of the things that we remind people is that Kwanzaa is also about get, having seven days to reflect on who you are as an African with your children, with your family. And by the time you get to the seventh day, you would have come to a place of affirmation. But what is beautiful in that affirmation, my sister Queen, is that it also allows you to believe in the righteousness of, of who you are and the way in which you operate. And, and that's something that's disappearing from who we, how we operate in our spirituality. So, so we go and we have a big event and we... Some of us do overnight, crossover, whatever. But it's believing and affirming amongst ourselves, amongst our children, that as Africans, we have a right to divine, the divine way of living. We have a right to practice in our spirituality. We have a right to have peace. We have a right to live in harmony. We have a right to be prosperous. So, so that affirmation day is a day that connects us. And, and, and it's not about resolution, it's about affirmation. That as an African, I will go through my year getting ready for the next season of Kwanzaa, knowing that I will live in unity, I will be self-determining, I will work collectively, I will operate on cooperative economics, I will walk with purpose. 
you know, these are, and, and most importantly, I will be creative. Because the other thing is that Africans have always been creative, my sister, as you know. But for some reason, we're not pushing out that creativeness in the kind of abundance that we really should be doing. So, yes, Imani Day is a day that allows us to sit ourselves, center ourselves, allow our children to affirm what it is that they are going to be doing. And by the way, I need to say also, my sister, that today is not a competition with the 1st of January. Mm, it, mm. Just, it just so happened that on the 26th, and I need to say that because many people out there think we say, you know, we divert from Christmas, we divert. No, no, no. We are saying we are focusing. After you have done your holidays of Christmas and whatever, we are now saying as Africans, because we've been through so much, you have seven days to contemplate who you are, what it means to be in the struggle, and what is your agency as an African child, as an African woman, as an African man. And I'm, I'm glad you, you mentioned that as a disclaimer as you closed off there, because a lot of people, I mean, I'm, I'm, my, my family and I celebrate Kwanzaa and uh, don't necessarily observe uh, these um, Western or Gregorian calendar uh, celebrations because we understand the African principles. We believe yeah. in them. They adhere to the sun and the moon that we live under. And, yeah. and people feel, oh, these people are a bit rude. You say to them, oh, Merry Christmas. And they say, oh, well. <laughs> And you say, uh, Happy New Year. Oh, okay, it's just another day. Yeah, right? <laughs> you know? And then in September, you say, I say, Happy New Year, it's first fruits. And everyone's like, are you okay in your head? But, <laughs> but what has happened to us? So you spoke earlier about us as Africans having the right to, 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 to be who we are, practice our beliefs, practice our cultural and spiritual beliefs. How, how do we do that without making everyone else feel that we are just trying to stick out like a sore thumb as Africans. Um, and all Africans should be participating, whether you do it jewelry, like you're saying, you celebrate the Christmases and the New Year's uh, that are uh, Gregorian, but then also celebrate who you are as African. How can we do that, inculcate it, make sure it gets into the curriculums in our schools so our children understand uh, who they are in terms of African origins? Well, well, you know, um, as you know, Baba Buntu and myself from Ebukusini, we've been celebrating Kwanzaa for 21 years in South Africa, but I've been celebrating it now 27, 28 years. And, and, and the most important thing I say to people is that we are dealing with an, a, a race of people who have been traumatized, who have been beaten down into celebrating everybody else's things but themselves. So we have to also be aware that you're right, and I think you know that at Africology, we focus on the children. And, and, and unfortunately, I don't think the curriculum, is, 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 is the curriculum as we know it now is ready for us to push um, the Kwanzaa. So we are going to have to do it in our independent institutions. And that's something that we are determined to do because it, it needs to have the meaning and it needs to have the honor and respect of what it's meant to do and what it's meant to be. So, so, so we are not too forceful on this Western curriculum that our children are being. We need to give ourselves alternative ways of understanding ourselves because no one is going to do it for us, you know. And, and I love the song you did with Bob Marley, Could You Be Loved? Well, yes, Africans have to learn to love themselves enough to want to push the agenda of Kwanzaa, a time of community, family, and love. 
and 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 so and so for me the most important thing is that we push the agenda as pan africanists out there win our homes you know this year i say if every every home would just have a corner where they call it their their contemporary umtama for example where there is a picture of a grandmother where there's a map of africa where there's a, a creative thing and every time you come into that house whether you have all your fancy italian things but there's a corner that reminds your children that this is africa this is something you must respect your your elders here is your gogo here's a picture of your grandmother here's a picture of africa these are some of the things because you can't get to kwanza on the first day not doing something throughout the year and and these are the things that we need to inculcate as practice because then it becomes your lifestyle and and and, and your lifestyle means exactly that it's not something you do when the 23rd of when the 25th of december like most people do they only start getting happy and jolly and silly when the 24th of december comes you know kwanza says no 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 you prepare yourself to get back to reflection on the day of umoja the first day of kwanza now uh, mama shantiwa they, they are <laughs> you, you mentioned that you know in in america um uh, the likes of dr karenga uh, who then created kwanza for the american uh, black conscious movement there and those who wanted to come into um the the african way of celebrating but in south africa we have the likes of ubabo khalushi koka borazmanza matiku who also brought in the knowledge and the celebrations can you take us through the history of our African, South African saints who brought in the knowledge of Kwanza. Oh, we give thanks that you call him a saint because I was very fortunate as a young woman um, on my return to the continent, having been a student of the great Kalushi Koka. Kalushi Koka, as you know, was, we call him the midwife of black consciousness movement, was exiled to Botswana and thereafter met with Pan-Africanists in, in, in London, in Europe. And when he came home, one of the first things he said, we need to bring back the knowledge that was taken out. And uh, we are grateful that when he, when he started the, the Karait Institute of Africology, myself, Baba Buntu, were some of the students that started out with, with Baba, Baba Koka. I started out in the 90s with him. Baba Buntu came in the 2000s. So, but Untate Koka, may his soul rest in power. You know, his his purpose was to push the agenda of connection that we have a scattered, we are scattered across the continent, we are scattered across, you know, the global African world. And he felt that our work was to bring back that which is good and reconcile it with our knowledge systems across the country, across the continent, but specifically in South Africa that had lost so much of its knowledge and most of its knowledge was not allowed to be to be taught. So Ntate Koka said that we were we needed to reconcile the knowledge that was scattered to bring it back and also find the indigenous knowledge and make sure that our young people and children and this is why you have the offshoot of the Institute of Africology today. Because we are we, we are very conscious of the fact that South Africans are very stubborn people and, and, and we are also conscious that we have been traumatized. So the trauma has, has said to us, hey, that's tiring, we're tired of, let's just live our life, let's forget about the past. That's all about the trauma. And so in our work, 
as Africologists, we say it is a logical study of Africa, for Africa, by Africans, because we have to be conscious that the knowledge that most people know, whether Africa, European, Chinese, is very distorted. So we have to make sure that Africans are at the front line of this African indigenous knowledge and this African, African thinking of Africology. So um, t- tell us a bit about uh, your plans uh, for 2023, now that we are in a different calendar <laughs> year, <laughs> for uh, the Institute of Africology. I-, I-, I really do owe you a visit up there. My entire family and I are going to make it there, Mama Shantua. But t- tell us uh, what are the, the plans for, for the, re- the next uh, couple of months? Well, we have four flagship programs. So Black History Month is about innovation. So we're going to be hosting the Climate Crisis Pan-African Youth Summit around what are, you, what are African children saying about the climate crisis and what are they innovating, you know, around water systems, around understanding the cleanliness of our, our rivers and things like that. So we're going to do that in Black History Month. And then for May, as you know, Africa Month, Africa Liberation Month, we're going to be hosting the Pan-African Parade of Nations. This is going to be a big one because this time we're going to be doing something very significant and I'll talk to you about it as we get on to that. And then for uh, uh, September, it is the African New Year. And in that year, that month, African New Year, in that month, we talk about the No Africa series. And what we do in that month is that we go to schools and we remind them that this is the month that we begin the new season of African traditions. You know, everything that you can think about happens around September. And then we close off with the fourth flagship month, which, oh, before I go there, we have what we call the Amadoda Circle. The Amadoda Circle is the fourth year of where we get all the orphanage boys because we have decided as an institute that children in orphanages, we have to get to places where they would not come up on African values in, in a more focused way. So this is our, it's going to be our fourth year of running the camp for boys. And the camp really is about bringing in all our elders who can teach our children, one, how to slaughter a goat, for example, how to make a, a traditional stick, how to understand what it means to be a man when you get out into the world. So, so in July, we do that, and it's a three-day um, three nights, four day camp, which we bring the boys to the center, and they basically sitting with older men, younger men who can give them some idea of values and position them on decision making. And then we come to the December again, where we 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 come to the month of Kwanzaa, where we prepare the children every Saturday to prepare their artwork, which is displayed on the Umoja or on Imani Day. And we did it this year on the day of Kuomba. So that is the plan for the Institute of Africology. We're also doing an exchange program with young, young people from Jamaica, from Atlanta. They're going to be coming into the center, and we're going to hopefully get some Africans out of, um, out of you know, South African young people to go to Jamaica and to go to Atlanta. That is our plan. But most importantly, we are going to be celebrating Bungeni Day, which is um, celebrating Tsonga culture. We have been doing a lot of work with the Hosi of Bungeni, 
because we believe that these cultures, they have found a way to preserve and connect themselves to the bigger part of who they are. As, as, and we want to continue to, you know, get other cultures who not, don't normally have to, because I don't want people to even believe that the Institute of Africology is a, is a Zulu institution. It is a Pan-African institution. And so we tapped into the stronger culture last year and realized that there's so much of their culture that is still intact. And we, we want to connect it with the rest of Africa. So the work of the Institute of Africology, my sister, is really about being that in, indigenous knowledge institution that, be, that acts and, 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 and protects the conduit the conduitness of African connectivity. And we are unapologetic about the work that we do. We do not get funding from government. That's something that needs to be said. Um, and we, we're, not, we're not beating up around that because until black people, until African people understand the importance of our institution, where they know that every month their side, their, their, their contribution will be, this is the amount I give to the Institute of Africology to do so and so. Until and when we begin to think like that, we can't be saying, why is so and so not supporting us? Well, we let's start with our own selves. Why are we not supporting us from our own mm. institution that we want to live? Mama Ashantua, the work that you're doing is absolutely amazing. Does Africology have, uh, the Institute of Africology have a website or a social media handles where we can be in touch with you? Yes, um, it's on the Instagram, Africology One. We're also on the Facebook. I'm, I'm, I'm sure there is a www.instituteofafricology.org or .com, but you can definitely get up-to-date news about the Institute and our events on Excellent. the Instagram and on Facebook. And thank you so much, my sister, and your content producers for making this such an important part of the day of African consciousness. You know, because we don't get these platforms all the time. And, and to have it on a day as significant as this, when people are just waking up to be, to be enlightened that they can do something different this year, which is to celebrate themselves and to believe in themselves and affirm their children and themselves. And mm. lastly, for everybody who has a child, put your children in front of the mirror and give them three affirmations. That's how I did it. Give them three affirmations. I am beautiful. I am strong. I have a purpose. But whatever you choose, this child or whatever child has been gifted to you must grow up knowing that they have three words that will keep them true, whatever, whether it's a bad time or the high time. And I'm emphasizing that, my sister, because we need to give our children and we need to give our youth tools to survive this holocaust of, of black Inferiority. Thank you so very much, uh, uh, yeah, Shantua. It's always such a great pleasure having you and speaking to you about uh, these topics. Uh, I know you and I are going to see each other in a couple of weeks. So looking forward <laughs> to that. So. <laughs> <laughs> Blessings and peace and all the best to those who are celebrating this season. Let us just be mindful that it is love and we have.